And we back with another episode of the Manly D's podcast where we have straight barbershop talk for the fellas that bridges the gap between manhood and society. I'm your host, Melly Mel, and join with me as always. We got Husky and Bearded. We got my man Drew in the building. Talk to the people, Drew. Yo, what's good, everybody? Excited to be back. Just ready to talk about what I'm talking about. (laughs) He sounded like he was about to be a life coach, Lace. Hey, y'all already know what time it is, man. Another week, another opportunity to drop wisdom, connect and engage. Y'all know what it is. And you know we got your boy, T.Roy, a.k.a. Troy. What's good? Yo, Drew sounded like he was about to talk on the Quiet Storm radio station just a few seconds ago. <laughs> yo, he swear yo. people can see him, yo. He swear people can see him yo, on the podcast. It's your, it's your boy, Cameron, a.k.a. Drew. <laughs> I'm just looking for that special young lady. Mm-hmm. Don't be a hater, dog. Mm-hmm. Don't be listen a hater. To the, Don't listen be to this track. He do, be, he do be making his voice a little bit deeper. <laughs> Nobody can see you. It's just us. <laughs> It's just us. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get famous, y'all. Yo. Yo, third episode, man. I feel like time is flying, yo. We three episodes. We three in, in man. Consistency is key. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. We three episodes in this thing, man. Um, it's crazy because right before we got on tonight, I was actually exhausted. Like, I was, I could have fell asleep. Like, if y'all didn't hit me up to remind me of what time we were supposed to be recording, I probably would have been asleep by now. Uh, it's been a long day, man. But mm-hmm. it seems like every time I get on here, even when I'm tired because I see y'all and I hear y'all talking, I just get another burst of energy. Now I feel like I'm wide awake. Now let me tell you this right now, though we we might want to hurry hurry up and wrap this up because I just took two melatonin pills and uh, <laughs> <laughs> this nigga seventy five. Why would you do that? Bro, I for the Why past two nights that? I have not been able to get sleep, man. My, either my back hurt, my neck hurt, or mm. my 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 mind is racing. Last night was the worst. My mind was racing, and I and it seemed like all my thoughts were thinking the worst thing that a person can ever think about everything that they they're involved in, and um I just could not get to sleep, man. I end up having to go out on the couch, turn the TV on. And watch a movie as it as it started to watch me fall asleep. Dang, that's yeah, tough, bro. Talk about it, <laughs> right? This, about this is a safe space, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is bro. You want to talk about it? Man, this is it's a just, safe and brave space. Well, <laughs> I, I, I I keep it brief. It's it's just that uh, you know when it rains it pours. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar mm. with that with that uh, mm. with that terminology, but we. Uh, just going through some stuff at work, going through some stuff at home. And the moment that like stuff like that starts to come up, like normally, which is funny, I'm normally an optimistic person. So I think about the best of everything, but my mind just switched to saying everything's going to like fail and like be nothing. And then you're going to be left out here. All let's just go ahead and quit everything that you're doing and it was just like, man. And so immediately I start thinking, I was like, God, so if this is the resistance that I'm having internally, then what do you have on the other side of resistance for me? That mm-hmm. if I just persevere mm-hmm. through, 
that you what you have uh, waiting for me. And I and I kept saying I kept saying it, but the my, my but my mind kept racing. I was like, I'm just not going to be in here if I'm not going to win this battle right now. I'm going to numb myself to make it through the battle because mm. it, it, it's one of those things. that's like either you're going through the storm, you're in the middle of the storm, or you're coming out of the storm. I was like, well, if I'm gonna be in the middle of the storm, let me just have some peace in the middle of it. So I turned on Clash of the uh, Clash of the Titans last night. And uh, which is one of my favorite. That will movies, put you to sleep. That will that, put you to sleep, though. But that's one of my favorite movies, though. Don't don't trip. <laughs> Greek mythology is the ish. I'm not knocking that, but it will put you to sleep. That's all I'm saying. It, it did. That's all I'm saying. It did because it start off real, real slow. Um, right. Before we get back into everything, so that's basically everything that's been going on with your boy. I feel that. So how you end up coming out of that, though? Like you said, you say you sat there, you sat in thoughts and stuff like that, and you know, turn on the movie. Did you ever revisit it? Like, how you come up out of that? Are you still feeling like you're in that space right now? Good question. So, as the day began to start off and progress, um, uh, I was distracted by everything that was going throughout the day. You know, driving to work. Driving to work is my time where I listen to scripture or let scripture be read over me as I'm, you know, going into work. Uh, and then when I'm at work, I'm with coworkers like we're man, either we're working or we're just joking the whole time. So I'm distracted the whole time. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, your boy was des- definitely in pursuit of fi- trying to find a counselor today. Um, and I, I thought I had one. She's only doing um, uh, uh, virtual sessions and I was like alright no thank you I'm trying to get the in person joint going on so um, the pursuit still goes on but other than that man that that's, how, that's basically how I distract myself I distract myself until I can get that moment of just like complete peace because for some strange reason uh, this is just this is just the season that I'm in it's so funny that we have so many different seasons we have seasons of celebration we have seasons of uh, encouragement we have seasons where we're supporting people and then there's off, uh, also a season of like you know being attacked and so you know mm-hmm. this this has been you know uh, probably going on about a month b- or right now um and so i get encouragement honestly when when i get text messages from y'all like yo man we're gonna blow up we go we as soon as we get 50 uh followers facts Drew hit me numbers. up. Drew will hit me up and uh, send me a text message like, "Hey man, let's talk about this." Or um, I forgot what you texted me about the other day, man. But that joint motivated me, and I started to spaz in the middle of the text message. Drew was like, "Hey bro, you gotta chill because I just asked you a question, but you snapping right now." Um, so yeah, that that stuff is is motivation for you, boy. I dig it, man. Hey, it's crazy it. how Drew will randomly text you. And it'd be the most randomest text message that you'll ever hear. And don't got nothing to do with nothing. Ain't got no nothing to do with nothing. But for nothing some to do reason. With <laughs> it'd be a blessing. It'd be a blessing. But for some reason, you'd be like, yo, I don't know what this is about, but I feel what you're talking about. <laughs> He'll text you like, yo, bro, I'm at work, but I need to know how to make slime. I know you're going to make slime. <laughs> 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 And I know, crazy. and I know you probably feel like, man, I don't want to be wearing these cats because I, you even said that to me, man, Troy. I ain't gonna keep calling you no more. But bro, sometimes that's gonna be a black. That's re- the times when I text you, 
is because I'm like, hey man, you ain't text me in the past couple of days. I don't say that out loud. <laughs> like, what's up? What's up? I don't say that out loud because I don't want you to think, you know what I'm saying, I'm 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 pushing up on you or nothing like that. But you know. Nah, y'all definitely good for that, especially Mel. Mel will go and he'll be like, Hey man, I ain't heard from you in about a week, bro. I'm just making sure you're still alive. <laughs> right. That's real though. I do that's that, real. Bro. Gotta do the wellness check, bro. That's real. That's real, check. man. Actually, you know what? It's it's funny. I'm actually Aside from Lace, because I always hear from Lace, I make it a point to do wellness checks for everybody that I hold close to me, bro, especially uh, my male friends, because, you know, I know how people can get life, get busy and stuff like that. We all got different things going on. All of us are grown, obviously. So, you know, we're dealing with different, you know, dynamics. So I always do those wellness checks, just random text messages like, yo, what, what that mental talking about? You know, like, what's mm-hmm. going on? You got anything on your chest? You need to get off, whatever, because... You know, I know we need it. Sometimes I need it. And, you know, what they say, uh, well, it's a running joke now, where they say, you know, men don't heal, they start podcasts. So, you know, I, I, I <laughs> I've I, never I, heard that, that, but that's really good. I've never heard that. They're like, they're like, men don't heal, they start podcasts. So, you know, um, I did the same thing, you know, creating that safe space for everybody. And I, I think my friends kind of got tired of me just every time we meet up, I'm just more vomiting on like everything that I've been holding on to because I can't really talk to nobody else about it so it's like the first thing I want to do when I get around the guys is like pour my heart out about all the stuff that I've been dealing with so I was like man I gotta you know find a better way to you know really get this stuff off me or not necessarily wait until I'm around everybody because it's not always guaranteed that we can get to meet up you know so trying to find the right avenues or, or ways to deal with that stuff um, that's really why I asked you Troy how you how you came about it or how you dealt with that when you know, you're sitting in those thoughts or those type of things come up against you, you know, uh, what's your process for dealing with it? If you even have a process. One thing I will add, though, is uh, another thing that I've I've done just recently dealing with an issue at work. Um, I wrote out all of my feelings on a notepad and dag on it. Um, what it did was it made me to stop the cycle of recycling my feelings all over and over and over and over again. Now I still feel those feelings, but I don't actually feel the cycle because I actually stopped it. I felt like my mind was continuously making me think about those things because it didn't want me to forget them so that whenever the moment came up that I can talk about it to the person who made me feel that way, I can just regurgitate everything. So it's trying to keep it fresh. But the moment that I put it down on a piece of paper, it made me to be able to say, oh, okay, if I ever need to come back and visit it, it's right here. I don't need to come back and visit it on a regular basis because I might forget it. No, it's right here. And so um, I'm actually glad you asked me that question because um, one of the things I said last night when I wake up in the morning time or during this day, I'm going to write down um, what I'm actually feeling so I don't have to keep revisiting it in order to make sure that my mind is fresh on it. I could just always know, hey, if I ever need to revisit, it's right here in this notebook. Yeah, I'm going to have to try that. Uh, people have been not necessarily encouraging me, but I've heard a lot of people say that they journal mm-hmm. um, their thoughts and stuff like that and write it down. I usually don't do that because I don't necessarily want to leave my journal somewhere and someone <laughs> you gotta you gotta get a locket for that bad boy you gotta get a locket on that bad boy and it was wild bro I, 
people would the people would probably stop messing with me if they if they heard all my thoughts that I have. You know, people be like, "Yo, Mel's real outspoken" and stuff like that, and I'd be like, "Bro, this is only fifty percent of what I'd be thinking." So if you heard the other fifty percent, you know, I'd be afraid to see how you feel about me. And that's real, bro. People be like, yo, they be like, yo, man, I feel like you kind of blunt. I'm like, dog, I didn't really say what I was really thinking. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know what you're going to do if I let I, it loose. I just gave you the tip of the iceberg. You don't want the whole right. cap. That's real. That's real. Now, I, I actually got a journal a couple of years ago for Christmas. And this, this is how my family get down, right? So I get this journal for Christmas. I'm like, yeah, I got some thoughts and things that I write down in my journal, journaling, et cetera. My brother in front of the whole family, like that boy ain't got no thoughts. And when you, if you just saw the way my, my mom, my dad, my grandma busted out laughing in my face. It was just like, yo, now I really got to go to the journal. because I can't you just catch this gave me extra trauma. I got to write about exactly. it. Exactly. That boy ain't got no he thoughts. He didn't have to do you like that, though. Not in front of grandma, though. He didn't have to do you like hey, that. Hey, grandma, grandma was rolling, too, bro. Grandma was rolling, too. That's how we get down, man. That's how we get down. Yo, so uh, all those are good points. We actually going to circle back around to what Troy was talking about uh, later. But I know that we, we, we kind of touched on this topic or subject that I wanted to bring up tonight. And, you know, it kind of started a few months ago. Uh, maybe not a few months ago, but a while ago, after Chris Rock dropped his most recent comedy special, and uh, he made the the statement during that special when he was talking about his marriage and his divorce and why things didn't work out and stuff like that. In the middle of that, he made this statement where he said that uh, only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally, and a man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. And it started this big conversation on social media where the men were on one end saying, you know, that's true, that's true, that's true. And the women are like, no, that ain't true, that ain't true, that ain't true. And it became this this huge discussion. It's been this running thing for like months where people keep, you know, in some shape, form, or fashion keep touching on the subject. And I thought it was a really deep subject because I actually agree with this statement. I don't know if I'm biased because I'm a, a male or, a, you know, a man and I agree with that statement or just because I actually lived that situation and that's why I resonate with it so bad. And I, I, I see the different, you know, opinions. I can see why men would say that or feel that. And I can also see the counter of why women might say that. But I definitely am leaning more so towards that my boy Chris Rock talking that talk. Like this mm. is this is true. Uh mm. I really have felt like um, you know, even in marriage, even as a son, as a as a friend, brother, cousin, nephew, grandson, all type of stuff, I really feel like unless I'm performing or unless I'm like spot on, mm-hmm. I don't receive like love or praise, you know, from anybody. And I think that the only two instances where I can say that I felt loved unconditionally no matter what was from my mama and my daughter. And those are the only two women I know on earth that are just gonna love me for who I am. And are, there's no contingency or requirement on how I perform or what I do. I don't necessarily have to earn it. You know, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all have, I don't know if y'all have had the same experience, but I, I, I've kind of always felt like, felt like that. And it's not just to relationships either. And I equate it to, you know, um, 
parenting relationships, especially father-to-son relationships, where I feel like fathers are quick to w- withdraw their love from their sons if they don't perform the way that they think that they should, you know, perform, or if they don't turn out to be how you want them to turn out. A lot of dads will be like, well, shoot, you ain't my son no more, or, you know, I don't give you as much as I would give you because you ain't doing what I think you should be doing or performing. Right, right, right. Should be performing. So I, I definitely feel like since birth, you know, it's something that men have always been expected to do, and that's perform. Um, so, how would how would you all say, um, or how important do you all think that it is for a man's performance to really make a difference for him in his day to day? So, actually, let let me let me put that on lace because uh, when you talk about that father son type of thing, I gotta, yeah. you know, talking about last week. And the previous week's episodes, which all of our listeners should go back and listen to our first two episodes. They were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that we touched on is that Lace's father is uh, a military father. And so mm-hmm. um, I can only imagine the pressure that he felt, him and his brother felt, like living up to his father's expectations and stuff like that. Um, sure, sure. So, yeah, no, I'll definitely dive in on it. I mean, for me, I do think that we are built to perform because that is just sort of kind of the social norm and how we're brought up. We're always taught, you know, you're here to provide. If you ain't providing, then you ain't handling your handle. Um, if you show emotion, then you're weak. Um, if you have other kind of aspects of your identity and intersectionality that um, don't align with the traditional norm of manhood and how you should respond, then you're all of these things. You're labeled as X, Y, Z. But for me, in my experience, I don't necessarily seek praise. I was actually telling one of our uh, frat brothers um, a couple weeks ago, uh, Brother Metley, shout out to Christopher Metley, um, a good brother. uh, And we were talking about you really don't even get a chance to sit down and reflect all that you have done. So when you are given mm. praise, it don't even feel right. Because again, I mean, cats talk mm. about, well, you did this for me. You said that to me. You did that. You know what I mean? You just sit back like, yo, I did that because that's just how I'm programmed to do. Yeah. Not from a performative standpoint, but from the standpoint of I'm giving of myself to others in an extent, not looking for anything in return. So I, my, my viewpoint may be a little bit different because I, I never seek any kind of accolade or acknowledgement or anything i do it because i know that it's right and i know that i'm feeding into others and i think that actually stems from my relationship with my pops um just seeing him uh not really he receives praise but it's not from the lens of what you would think you know what i mean so it's just like okay i did that because i mean okay i'm supposed to do that that's just what we trained to do um you know carrying a certain type of faith um you know what we're walking in our purpose and those types of things so for me it's not necessarily reciprocated in an ex- to, to an extent but I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do if that makes sense mm-hmm. so you so you said a lot there but one of the things that stuck out to me just now is you said that you don't seek praise because you do basically what you were trained to do correct so do you not seek praise because you don't necessarily need it or want it or because you already feel like it's not going to be given to you anyway and you're just doing what you're trying to do? I think it's a both and because, you know, if you really look at the resume and look at everything that we have collectively done, we would be we would be giving pray, getting praise all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's just like, no, I did that because I know that it was right to do. I did that because I know that's a part of um, my brand. I know that's a part of my purpose. I know that I even if I don't. Uh, get any acknowledgement 
at the end of the day, I know I did it because it's right. I mean, just a, a couple of weeks ago, it was like National Bosses Day or something like that. I didn't even know that that day existed. And some of my team members <laughs> sent me sent me a card with a $60 gift card to Panera. Did I need that? No. Did I want that? Not necessarily. But it was nice to receive something of that nature. But it was it wasn't something that was expected because, again, I'm here to lead. I'm here to guide yeah. the team. This is a part of my task, et cetera. So it was cool, but it wasn't anything that made me, you know, feel a certain way, if that makes sense. So what you're saying is you taking us to Panera tomorrow? Is that what you're saying? Panera hey. on me. You know what I mean? All the, all the chicken <laughs> hey, salad you hey, want bro. with the grapes and the, and the almonds. <laughs> I take a grilled cheese with tomato soup, bro. Can I can I finish my order, bro? Bro, if you go to if you go to Panera and you don't get the bread bowl with the with the broccoli cheddar cheese, then that's no reason why you going to Panera. Too much. Talk to this man, please. I'm just saying. So I'm I'm a sucker for the chicken salad. You know what I mean? When I go to Panera, I am a 40 year old white woman, and it is what it is. Yo, you uh, actually look like someone who enjoys chicken salad. <laughs> Real talk with the grapes and the almonds. I'm, I'm in there. I'm in there. For the for the for our but listeners not, out there, people who are not watching, I just want to let y'all know that uh, Lace has a um, Samuel L. Jackson Kango hat on. Absolutely, full like he absolutely a full Kango, like he <laughs> complete with cigar, complete with cigar. Absolutely, it's <laughs> the, only right. The bill so long looked like Cat about to jump off the diving board <laughs> off that joint. Yo, for real, for real. <laughs> about to do a half double gainer. Hey, real talk. <laughs> real talk. Drew that might go boing, 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 boing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo. <laughs> Drew, I stepped on your toes, man. My bad, bro. Nah, you good. I um definitely wanted to piggyback on what Lace said. Um, I agree uh with Chris Rock's assessment because I mean, let's be real, uh, from a historical standpoint. You know, we're hunters and gatherers. And so, you know, if you don't show up or you don't provide, you know, from a historical context, you're not a man. And mm. so it's like, you know, as real and in my relationships, whether they be platonic or romantic, you know, whether that's a brother or a son, you know what I'm saying? Like you got this guy, look at somewhere. this guy, platonic you know, or romantic. Go ahead. bro. We're going to do a whole <laughs> episode on platonic <laughs> and romantic relationships. And Drew's going to lead that. We are. We definitely. Oh, oh, yeah, that's going to be a banger. But nah, man, like as a grandson, you know, I got to be there for my grandparents for as a brother. I got to be there for my brother. Sure. And it's not necessarily about my personality or whatever case may be. It's like, yo, am I going to put this fence up for my grandma? You know, am I going to reseed the mm. backyard for my mom? Mm. And so that's when people be like, yo, you got a good son because I'm willing to perform these tasks. Only like Mel said, only person to be like, yo, I love you for who you are and your personality is my mama <laughs> and my grandma. Other than that, <laughs> don't nobody care about, you know what I'm saying, what I what I say or who I am. But Lace also brought an interesting point. And then I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I learned today at work. I don't really like my boss gave me like kudos to me about me being at work. And I don't really know how to respond to praise. It's like a, a weird thing where like somebody gives me a compliment and I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. You know, mm, it's like mm -hmm. me telling my dad, like, yo man, I took out the trash and I got an A. He like, That's okay. What you're supposed to do, <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay. So my boss is like, yo, she said, you're, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that. And I'm like, thanks. Like, you know, I don't know what to do with that, man. You know? I just don't know what receive to do with it, it. bro. <clears throat> just receive it. 
No, but the thing is, is it, like as Just Drew mentioned, it. as Drew mentioned, it, it is mad weird because like even today, I mean, y'all know me. I, I'm suited and booted. I wear bow ties, all of that. You know what I mean? So when somebody random like you look nice today, I'm like, I know. I mean, that's just what it is. Like, hey, Lace. Hey, Lace. You, hey, Lace, you remember this, bro? When somebody said, yo, you smell like the polo section in Macy's. I, I am, am the, the polo, polo section. <laughs> hey, okay. Talk to him. Talk, hey, before, before I move into this next point, though, I just want to say that since, since Drew brought it up uh, as, a, as a single man on the podcast, bro, I just want to say that you're a good man, bro. You out here building fences and fixing fences for your grandma and tending to weeds and stuff like that and cattle, bro. You're a real southern gentleman, bro. I, I tip my hat to you. Hey. I tip my bill to you. Look at the- I done done a lot for my grandma, but building a fence ain't one of them. But look, look what just happened. Either, but, you know. Look what just happened, though. I, I, you solid for that, bro. We never acknowledged Drew for anything else prior to until he mentioned Hey, I did something. Right. Like, and that's the point. Like, Mel, that's you just yeah, you just yeah, you yeah. just you just uh basically, you know, solidified the question that you just answered that we Correct. are we're acknowledged for when we when we do things. But my here here's a counter question that I have, and I'm not I don't know I don't ha- I don't know the answer, but I'm just curious. So what praise are we actually looking for? You know what I'm saying? Like the the praise that you say that we don't get unless we're doing something, then what praise were we looking for in in the first place? I don't necessarily think that we're that we're looking for. I think that it's more along the lines of just hearing it. You know what I'm saying? Like hearing, okay, you like hearing that you're doing a good job and stuff like that. Like it's okay to and I'll put it into a perspective that people can understand. Lace was just talking to Drew when he said that he got an A and took out the trash. And his dad was like, that's what you're supposed to do. He wasn't going to give him no praise for doing what he was supposed to do. But had Drew not taken out that trash or had Drew not come home with the A, his dad would have had a lot to say. So it's like when you do good, people just like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. So I'm not going to acknowledge that. I'm not going not gonna to praise you for that. But if you don't do what I expect you to do, I'm going to beat you over the head with it. Or you're mm-hmm. going to receive some punishment or there's going to be, you know, a gavel bang. And I'm not saying that we, you know, are seeking the praise, but I think that it's a lot easier for 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 people as particularly men to stay on track when they do get that you know pat on the butt after a good shot that says you know you're doing the right thing like you're on the right track like i basically like it's it's almost like an acknowledgement like i see you you know i see what you got going on and i i'm only saying this because i see a lot of the rhetoric in society it's like oh when you a man and you doing what you're supposed to do it's like oh that's what you're supposed to do so I'm not going to give you nothing, no credit for that. But let's say a woman who has a job, she pays her bills, she takes care of her kids, she got her education and all that. That's you get amazing praise for that. It's like, oh, you you doing it. They want some acknowledgement. It's a lot of credit. It's a round of applause. It's like, what's the difference? Right. You're being an adult. You know what I'm saying? You're taking care of yourself. You're doing what you're supposed to do. I th- so yeah, why yeah. do you deserve to get a round of applause for what? For what you're doing being a basic human being because in essence it's basic taking care of yourself is basic it's nothing <clears throat> you know uh excellent about hitting the bare minimum paying rent that you know you owe or paying lights that need to be on is basic <laughs> is bare minimum but you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying but when we do it it's like oh well you're doing what you're supposed to do if someone else or a counterpart is doing this it, like oh 
you're doing it, you get credit, you get praise, whatever. But it's it's like with us, people are really loud when we don't live up to expectation, but they're really quiet when we're doing when we're doing the right thing. And, and I, that's what I'm saying. I think you hit the nail on the head, though, Mel, because um, you said being seen. Are we seen? And a lot of times systematically and, you know, relationally, you know, organizationally, we aren't. And that's a part of this ecosystem that has been created that we have to mm-hmm. try to figure out how to navigate, you know, and it's about being seen for what we do from a positive lens rather than being seen from what we have, you know, historically been categorized as or put in a box, if you will, from a negative sense. So it's really about being seen um, in a sound way for what we contribute, what we do, what we bring to the table, et cetera. But a lot of that boils down to uh, understanding who you are and using our voice and agency in a sound way, um, because I know I can go into a boardroom meeting and I can half the stuff that is presented is very mediocre and basic, but you know what I mean? But I know that that can shift if I elevate and use my voice and agency to say, why don't we think about it from this lens or think about it that way? So it's about being seen um, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So Mel, I want to jump on something you said and would I be fair? Would it be fair to say that I'm assuming you were talking about like um, the difference between men and women in regards to when men do what they're supposed to and women do what they're supposed to, right? Yeah, I mean, I kind of touched on that. That's not the full scope of it, but that's a part of it. So, yeah, I mean, that's like that's part of it. I mean, to keep it 100, I think there's like some duplicity in that because I feel like when women talk about like, oh, I'm doing all these things and, you know, I'm I'm speaking from privilege. You know, I'm not a woman, but I feel like when women say that or there's like that a, 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 a expectation of praise. A part of it is like I'm doing this, but a part of it is also is like, I wish I didn't have to do this. I wish I had some help with this because Mm -hmm. you want to be praised for doing that when that's like, you know, as an adult, you got to wash your ass and pump gas. I mean, no, you know, it ain't (laughs) there's no alternative. But at the same time, it's like, you know, for a man, it's like that's what she's supposed to do Um, to double back to the original thing. I don't look for praise, but I'm not going to lie. I thank you every now and again would be nice it'd be like a reminder of like, like, yo, what Lay said was such a bar. I looked back at my resume the other day and I was like, yo, I forgot half the accomplishments that I had because right. I'm always yeah. focused on the next thing or what somebody is pushing me to do because that's the expectation. Yeah. And so, so yeah. And, and, and if I may add, maybe, maybe that the reason why we do praise uh, women and Lord have mercy. I'm I'm even afraid to uh, get into this subject, so I may cut this out the whole pod- <laughs> podcast. Just to let y'all know. But based upon how society is is structured, specifically the black woman is probably one of the least respected pe- people in society, specifically fact. the black woman. That's um, fact. And so when because of, and that comes with a whole bunch of things, uh, less pay. Uh, less opportunity. And I'm not saying that they're not uh, capable or able to do the things equally as men can do, but that's just how society is. First of all, black people didn't get rights until uh, the 1960s. And then the women, then the women's suffrage came after that. So if you, if you look at how the quadrant breaks down black and then woman gets the least. So for a black woman to be able to take care of the kids uh, provide for the kids and all this type of stuff without any assistance. I'm not going to lie. I will. I would like, honestly, to this day, I still honor my mother for that 
because she was mm-hmm. a single black woman working two jobs with no help from my father and she was putting up numbers like she was putting up Steph Curry numbers for your boy you know what I'm saying I feel it. I and feel I, it. this was Steph Curry before Durant came I'm talking about when he was just playing with the Warriors and they won't win in no championships <laughs> like she was putting up numbers and so I acknowledge that and I and I and I admire that and um so yes I would give her praise one of the things I want to go back to, because uh, the very same person, Chris Rock, who said the thing about unconditional love is the same personal, uh, same person who said back in his uh, bigger, blacker uh, stand up. He said this. He said, in words, want credit for some stuff that they're supposed to do. <laughs> they say, <laughs> right. I, I remember they that. say, I take care of my kids. I ain't never went to jail. Nick, you you ain't supposed to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I think, <laughs> but I, I so you saying that a brother can't have progression in his thought, bro? No, 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 no. Not saying a brother can't have progression in his thought. I'm just saying let's take it all together. So you can't have it both ways. You cannot yeah, have you it can't both have, ways. Right. Yeah. You, let, um, let's, let's and I think it, I think to your point too, Troy. Um, you you saw your mother do that. Mm-hmm. So that is another reason why. You acknowledge it because you saw it. You, yeah, it, it, you it, saw reso- it. it resonates you with you. You know what I'm saying? You, you see that firsthand. So we have to take in our lived experience with that as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I see um, your point and how it is a it's a continuum. But I think, too, as, a, as people and as men, as human beings, um, we a lot of times we try to have it both ways. And it can't be both ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's regardless your, your of your socioeconomic, your racial identity, intersectionality, all of that. You can't have it both ways, and that's just what it is. And we fail to acknowledge that a lot. And I think it's really important. Uh, there was a whole big movement. I think back last year or maybe 2019, uh, where it was like, "Hey, men, you can actually hug and say I love you to another man." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it'd be okay. And I think it it there's a there's a there's now a calling for men to be able to start doing that male when you don't realize this but when you took a moment to give drew praise a few minutes ago for the things he was doing bro i know i know how drew is drew gets very bashful whenever he gets praise or he tries to turn it into a joke now this time he didn't he didn't turn it into a joke he got a little bashful and stuff like that but we need to hear that from one another every once in a while um like I, one of the compliments I really like that that you give me is like, hey man, Troy's my um uh my um unwanted cousin. Moral compass. No, oh oh like, oh honorary honorary cousin. cousin. Yeah, yeah I'm like, all right, yeah, I like to be the cousin. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that means you value me enough to be inside your family. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And so right, right. I, I feel like I feel like it is necessary. OK, so we may not be receiving praise from the places where we want to receive praise. But why not at the moment where we desire to see praise? That is one of the things that we start this this butterfly effect. OK, I'm not receiving praise, but let me go honor somebody else. And right, then, right, right. And, then, and then prayerfully, this starts a cycle that we can start doing this on a regular basis. Yeah, that's real. That's real. And I can tell you it's one thing. So- if, if, you, if you're looking for praise from a woman, I know who you can hit up for that. And her name is Melvinia Lovelace. She will gas <laughs> you up. Okay. And, 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 you know, and you know deep down inside, okay. you ain't doing nothing that you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Hey, yo. <laughs> and that's real rap. Hey, yo. Hey, I'm going to sidebar this conversation real quick and tell y'all that one time Mama Lovelace 
spoke a word into my life so deep. She affirmed <laughs> me so good, bro, that I left from that house and I went home. And as soon as Sharita see me, the first thing I said out of my mouth was, you need to affirm me. <laughs> yo, 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 we was at Lace House. Uh, I think Lace was getting ready to move to New York. And he was like, yo, come by the crib. I'm about to throw some burgers and dolls in the grill, something like that. So I was like, yo, let me stop by, holler at my man before he moved, whatever. Go over there. I hadn't seen Mama Lovelace in a while. So when she pulled up, she see me, got real excited. You know, she was uh, last time she seen me, I had dreads. I had cut my hair. So she hadn't seen me without the dreads and stuff like that. So she was uh, hyping me up like, oh, Mel, you looking good. You got your hair cut. Like, yo, when I left from there, bro, couldn't nobody tell me nothing. I went home like, hey, daddy's home. Okay. I've been affirmed. Uh, (laughs) So I was like, yo, you need to you need to make me feel like this bro when I'm leaving the house. Mel, let me. I think you just said something that is very awesome uh, because uh, we are aware that in this world, there are things called love languages and Mm -hmm. our expectancy is that people will love us in the love language that we are to receive love language. But what oftentimes happen is people give love how they best receive love. And Mm -hmm. so um, Mm -hmm. like, so if, if your wife is big on gifts but you need words of affirmation. She doesn't already, already like know that. So we sometimes we have to go to the point of we have to humble ourselves, come to a point of humility and like, look, this is how I actually need love. And maybe even instead of expecting love from someone, say, hey, bro, hey, hey, sis, uh, hey, hey, wife, can you please affirm me? Because I need some affirmation right now. Um, and I don't, I don't think that is a bad thing for us to do. I don't think that's a bad thing for us to let somebody know, Hey, this is the way I need, need to be loved. And could you please love me like this right now? That's real. That's real. I definitely feel that Troy. And, uh, for starters, I do understand love languages and I know what mine are and words of affirmation is not one of them. Uh, we had this whole topic about getting affirmation and now you saying you don't even want it i don't i don't necessarily i'm not saying that i don't want it i'm saying that i don't need it like i don't necessarily need it like my my love languages are physical touch and gifts so sharita don't never have to tell me you know she loves me or anything like that if she touched me if she kisses me if she puts a leg on me while we lay in the bed you know what I'm saying? Like I understand those. Why? Is I, I like affection, bro. Like I, I, I need, I need that. I don't care what you say. If you ain't touching me, you don't like me. You feel me? That now, um, that's real talk. So, that's so real talk. I, I, I need that. The reason why I'm bringing up this conversation is because I feel like men are constantly, constantly held to this, you know, and respectfully, you know, held to this higher standard of living you know, than uh, than our female counterparts. But it's like when we are doing everything that we can to be stand up, we don't receive that acknowledgement or that praise. It's almost as if we have to be, you know, uh, negative influences on society in order mm. to have some sort of acknowledgement because, mm. and, I, and I, you know, he's, he's my man's and, and all that, but I'm saying like future gets more acknowledgement than Russell Wilson. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, Russell Wilson appears to be a better man, you know, in society for how he takes care of his wife and his children and how he displays himself publicly. And, you know, 
everyone knows what Future's essence and what his persona represents, but he gets more attention. He gets more praise for how he lives. So I'm saying it's, it's almost like I'm speaking up for other people, you know, because much like y'all, I don't necessarily seek the praise because I've always kind of just believed it wasn't going to come to me anyway. Mm-hmm. Like no one's going to give me a round of applause for quote unquote doing what I'm supposed to do. This is more about me saying, what is the problem? Why is that such a problem? Why is it so hard or such such a taboo subject for people to just give some, a man some acknowledgement for being stand up for doing what he's supposed to do. You know, nobody has a problem calling somebody a real nigga, you know, like, oh, you a real nigga if you, you know, whatever. But it's like, if I'm like Drew and I build a fence for my grandma and I got my education and I treat women respectfully and all this other type of stuff, it's just like, what's the acknowledgement in that? Where's the praise in that? And then when you bring it up, people are just like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. You don't need, you don't need no acknowledgement for doing, for doing what you're supposed to do. That's real. So, yeah. What do I have to to keep staying on the right track if you're not going to praise me for doing good, but you're going to beat me up if I do bad? Why would I continue to do good? So can we not just do good for good's sake? Do we need to have a positive I'm, re- not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you have to get it. I'm I'm asking. You just said it would be problem? nice. What is so it wrong nice. with it? Yeah, it, it, it's nothing. Yeah, that, to, exactly, to answer, like, to answer your nice. question. Like, what is wrong with it? To that? answer your question, there's nothing wrong with it. But I think, too it takes a shift in one's mentality and mindset, not from the individual that you are giving praise or the individual that is seeking some form of praise. It is truly shifting one's mindset to say, at the end of the day, I know my, my brother is grinding. I know he doing this. He handling his handle. I'm a, I'm a be intentional about reaching out and say, look, my man, I recognize you. I see your grind. I see what you got going. And I appreciate that. And I love you for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's about an intentionality piece as well as men that we can build each other up in that way. Something that traditionally does not happen because we things have been systematically established and we see toxic masculinity come out in various ways. Um, so I think that it's about being intentional to an extent as well. You know, I, I see you, bro. You doing your thing. You know what I mean? I see you handling your handle and I respect that. Yo, I'm going to pivot back to what Mel said. And he's right. I mean, Future gets way more, I guess you could say, um, for lack of better terms, attention or likes than, you know, somebody shares a post about Russell Wilson loving Sierra. He going to get like maybe 2,000 shares. Somebody shared a meme about Future being toxic. That joint going to do numbers. On oh, numbers. 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 <laughs> And for the record, don't get it twisted. I'm a free band bandit, okay? I'm a free band bandit. No uh, doubt. Hey. I'm just, I'm just highlighting, you know, you know but what, the, what but, I see. But at the end of the day, Russ, the one who won. So I mean, it's true, you, we have, I'm, not, we, I'm not saying we, that we he have to, winning, bro. I'm, we have to. I'm not, not saying that. I know you're not, bro. I know you're not. I know you're not. But we have to acknowledge but now, but this the is, fact that at the end of the day, he is the he's the one that's really winning. Sure. Okay, he's winning, but however, my point is, is that is it indicative? Not indicative. Is it a referendum on good men that they're not acknowledged, or is it a referendum on the people who not acknowledging them? Well, I hey, I'm not going I, before Troy, please. No, actually, I was going to, I was going to acknowledge it. Go ahead, go ahead. Before, before you do that, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even joking, bro. I'm not joking when I say this. I don't joke about funny. I don't really funny when I say it. I don't know what referendum means, but you're going to have to let me know. Bro, let me say this, man. I don't know what referendum means, bro. Man, you totally stole my thunder because I was going to hit everybody with that joint. 
and then go serious right after that. But you told Yo, us I don't know what referendum means, bro. I just so I can make sure I stay in, in tune with the conversation. Please explain to me what that means. <laughs> so referendum is like a political term, right? And so it's basically saying like that's why I don't know what it tr- is. I don't know politics, but go ahead. <laughs> it's basically like what's the trend or like who is the who's who who has the weight on them. So it's just like, for example, or maybe a better term is indicative. Who is the weight on if, you know, future is the one that's highlighted or is, is negative that's the one that's highlighted, but it's not good. I mean, for it, it makes me think about this uh, argument on Twitter. Cass was talking about Childish Gambino. And I think his, I don't think his wife is white. I, I don't know. I can't speak with too much uh, veracity on that. But I know his wife not black. And everybody was upset that his wife wasn't black, but he was doing <laughs> black things. And the, and the concept came up that we all had a, a Donald Glover in our high school, and he won't give me any love. Facts. But then yeah. as soon as he makes a move that's beneficial for him, where he does get that affirmation, now he a sellout, now he this, now he Yo. that. Yeah. So who is? Hey. So who's it on? Is it on the Talk on the women? Hey, I, I'm just being real. Talk is it on the women that won't give him? Let it out, bro. Is it on him because he won't get no play? But now he's somebody. He got some. He got some net worth, and now we got to be upset at him because you know who he fell in love with doesn't happen to be um, doesn't happen to be in a certain ethnic group. So I mean, it's just mm. like you got to pick one, yo. You, either you want a wholesome nigga Can't with a college degree and love his mama, or you want a nigga with a couple of felonies and you know what I'm saying you hey, gonna bro. thug it out. No, with it him. don't work like that. No, it don't work like that, bro. It don't work like that, bro. These 2021 women. And what you have two felonies, possibly a baby mama, three degrees, go to church <laughs> on Easter, Christmas, and, and Mother's Day. You got to be intellectual, sensitive, but we'll shoot a nigga in the next Got to have some money to bank. Got to be rich. Got to have a nice car. Got to have your own stuff. Can't be playing no games. It's this long list of stuff you got to have, bro. It's and, and, and. But it's all based on performance. And... There's and trauma, performance and trauma. Let's let's throw in trauma. And trauma. You got and you got to be a pitch of toxic to keep the relationship exciting because they don't want no straight, no straight. Just you know to what drop like a they, toxic, just to drop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They don't really want Russell Wilson. They want future to act like Russell Wilson. <laughs> you feel, well, you feel what I'm saying? The, the, the point, and even going back to our future and Russell Wilson uh, comparison, you know, why does Russell? Why does future get so many, you know, comments, retweets, or you know, mentions or whatever the case may be? I don't know if it's necessarily uh, uh, based upon men thing, but there is a saying that bad news travels faster than anything else. And so, and we live in a society where we like, we, we, we kind of almost like seek out bad information. We feed feed off off of of it. Like if something, if something bad happened, like we go into all the news sources to try for hey what did y'all what's your perspective what's your perspective some good happened oh yeah that's really nice you know alphas is doing something at the local high school that's really nice cool 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 but we want to hear about the shooting that happened now to texas at this high school you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i think our society we desire to hear more about the bad stuff than we do good and it just it bleeds over into our um into the battle of the genders and that's the reason why, you know, we desire to to give praise more to the individual who does the more toxic stuff. Well, I mean, think about it from this way, even from a sports perspective. You know, what I mean, I, if I if I, you know, get the pay-per-view UFC fight, everybody's on it. They want to see somebody get their face bashed in. But if mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm about to have a, a party, a party to watch the spelling bee. 
Ain't nobody pulling up on that. So you know what I'm saying. So the thing is, we we feed off of that kind of competition, that kind of you know, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, drama slash you know somebody getting beat. I mean, look at how World Star came. From fights, you know what I mean? From All that kind fights, of thing. Bro. We, we we feed off of that kind of foolishness. I mean, I could just like now, I could go on Twitter or whatever. I could see fifty videos of somebody getting beat up. Ain't nobody stepping in to help. Mm-mm. Everybody what? Filming it, this and that, this Important. and that. That's just the Phone that's going just the, crazy. That's just no the world, type the of world camera work in. at all. Yeah, that's just the world we Phone live in. I mean, going up and down and everything. Can't even I see guarantee the right now, them. you know what I mean? Somebody you so you get a call saying, Oh, somebody got killed, passed away. Well, how they die? You know what happened? You know what I'm saying? So that's just yeah. that's just what we are. We've been conditioned to to navigate in that landscape, and it's unfortunate, but that's kind of what it is. It is what it is. Yo, yeah, I so wanna, I wonder. Uh, I want Drew said something that was very important about Childish Gambino about because um, it, it ties into everything that we talking about right now. He was talking about how he knew his wife won't black, and the other people had a problem with it because he made a decision for himself based on the love that he was receiving. Mm-hmm. And I just want to bring up that even though that we say we're not seeking praise and things like that, we naturally gravitate to areas where we receive Oh, praise. yeah, no doubt. Men perform better in areas that they receive praise in. And when they're not receiving praise, we're quick to retreat from those locations because men don't want to be involved with anything that they feel like they're not winning at. And if I feel like I'm not winning in this situation or if I feel like I'm not winning at this thing, then I don't want to be involved in it. That's how we pick the things that we're interested in. That's how you have people who are very interested in basketball versus football versus video games or music or whatever. We gravitate to the areas where we can, number one, perform well in and in the areas where we know that we're going to, you know, receive praise. So I know that guys get a lot of flack, especially black men. Uh, get a lot of flack when they date outside the race or when they have a specific type of woman or things that they, you know, delve into. And then it's, uh, for example, if you're a black man who enjoys white women or you like mm. white skinned women or you like whatever, it becomes this thing of, oh, you're a colorist or you don't believe in black women. Or it's like, no, nah, he going where he can get his wins because men learn early that we got to work with what we got. We don't have all these you know, eyelashes and wigs and enhancements and things that we can do to make ourselves. More <laughs> we do though. I got. I got to challenge that. I got to okay, challenge. Okay, that. let me we not do. say that. Now, we now we have that. You know, now we have the, the hair units. And this all can get a lace front beard, bro. You can get you a <laughs> lace front they beard. Can definitely get a lace front. I definitely have seen a nick going with a body come out with dreads. I understand and, what y'all saying. And the phrase, Full kid. it and, and and the phrase, it ain't tricking unless you got it. Definitely hey, came from a that man. Ain't true either. It came from a man. It came from a man know, about me. True either though. The street philosopher Ti said that. <laughs> Yo, but it, but I'm saying though, men men go where they get their wins. So when I when I take inventory of that, when you ask a dude who likes uh, white girls or something like that, he'll always say like, "When I was younger, I tried to talk to black women, but they didn't like me. But white girls like me." So he started. In the areas where he was getting his praise, where he was getting his wins, dude. Like, and I'll use me for an example. My wife is light skinned. When I was younger, I tried, you know, different complexions or different women or different whatever. But for the most part, I got all of my wins from light skinned women. Light skinned women were more interested in me. So then my mind subconsciously determined, like, oh, well, I need to, I need to talk to light skinned women if I'm going to be successful in you know, have a relationship or trying to attain the thing. So then when you see men who like, oh, I don't got no type. I don't got no type. They're usually men who have had no problem, you know, 
talking with chocolate or talking with light skin or talk that's they a fact. never had that's that my problem. category so that's my category more open so men aren't necessarily saying like oh i don't like dark-skinned women or i only like a certain thing they're basically self-consciously saying like i like who likes me or i like what likes me or you know how some men can be terrible boyfriends or husbands but they're great dads you know they're they're great fathers because it's like my my wife or my woman may not esteem me or I may look like I'm failing in that relationship because she's always had she always has something negative to say about my performance. But when I'm with my kids, I see how they light up. I see how they respond to me. I have nothing but, you know, praise from them. And it's a different experience. And I'll tell you right now, um, as someone who's been married for 10 years, it's a different experience when you come home from work and your kids run to the door and they grab you and hug you and they excited to see you. And then you leave from that. And then you walk over to your wife and she's just like, hey, mm. you know, like, mm. you, you, hey, you know, and I'm like, yo, greet me, say something to me, you know, make me feel, make me feel like something, you know, uh, I am somebody, I've been out here laboring for you. It, on top of that, I'm sexy. At least make me feel sexy. We gravitate to the same thing that y'all say we're not seeking. It's like we subconsciously gravitate to those areas. That's real. That's real. But I also think, too, that we have to acknowledge that preference is okay. Some individuals just have a certain preference. Um, uh, I'm so glad Lace is doing we, this. We, we, have to, we, we have to acknowledge that some <laughs> cats just have a certain preference. And I can't knock that. You know what I mean? What's good for you is what's good for you. Like I, like my pops would say, I tend to my garden. I don't tend to nobody else's garden. I tend to my garden. <laughs> I like that's that. What it I is. like real that. Talk. <laughs> real talk. I, hey, I, but that's real, though, bro, because it's like, I'm going to go ahead and be the one to say it. Women can have preferences. I don't want no short nigga. I don't want no nigga to do this. But let a nigga say, man, I want me a light bright. You're a colorist. I'm like, like, no, that's just my preference. Well, like, you know I... what I'm saying? If you like chocolate, I, I mean, come on, bro. They turn you into Kevin Samuels real quick, don't Well, look, <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all this right now. I fall into the Freudian reason as to why I chose my wife. Freud was like, you want somebody who's going to be like your 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 parental figures. So for the male, you're looking for somebody who's like kind of similar to your mom or has similar characteristics to your mom. So I've I've liked like seeing women my whole life because I I grew up with a light two light skinned women in my household, my grandma, and my mama. Mm-hmm. So. That's real. No hey, I tried things. chocolates for a long time and I took a streak of L's and yo, know, I just had to find my niche, bro. I mean, it is what it is. My mama dark skin, bro. So I, I tried, but I failed. Yo, isn't it isn't it crazy how how men uh tend to, to go towards women that make resemble their mama? You know, in, in essence, like we say we don't want nobody like our mama. Like we look at our mama and be like, yo, I I don't want nobody <laughs> like our mama. Like, I, I would be surprised. Like, I, I think that there's a ton of men who, like, maybe their mama is lighter in complexion and they have a, a light skin wipe or, like, their mama's chocolate, so they have a chocolate wipe or stuff. Like, we pick up, pick up on these things, bro. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like, we, we keep saying, like, I ain't looking for praise. I ain't looking for praise. I ain't looking for, but we, we gravitate into this stuff. Like, we gravitate into these areas where we're saying, like, we, we're not looking for it because that's how important it is for, for us to be able to do that. And we get it from each other. You know, like, like we, you know, we always had a running joke. Like, I want to show up to the family cookout with somebody so bad that my, it makes my uncle be like, "I see you, nephew." <laughs> I see you, nephew. Because we're looking for that hat tip, bro. We looking we're looking for, for, for affirmation. We're looking for that. 
Yeah, we look and confirmation. But th- that go that goes back to what you stated earlier, man. We look for wins. So either way, that is a win because that is a representation of you. So we're looking for that as a win. It's a, I mean, ultimately, yes, there is attraction. Yes, there is, you know, I can build with this individual. Yes, this individual got my back, all those things. But it's also a reflection of you. You want to look like you winning, and that's a part of yeah, it. You know sure. what I'm saying? So whether hey, somebody says something or not, you want to at least look like you getting the dub, and that's just what it is. We're, we're Again, we're conditioned and trained to do that, and that goes to a whole other topic um, of how we uh, can have things that are trophies, You know how we walk around and, and, and carry things as trophies, et cetera. But uh, I think that goes back to that same concept of that we want to win in everything that we do. And like I tell people all the time, I don't do stuff I'm not good at. So if I'm not good at it, I ain't going to do it. But that goes back to it. what it is. Yo, Lace, I'm going I'm to I'm circle back on that, Lace. I'm going to let Drew say his thing, but you just said you just said something big right there that I think a lot of people need to hear. But now that goes back to performance because you're looking to perform. You mm-hmm. want your, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? It's the mindset. Like, if ain't nobody looking at your girl, you did it wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I need cats, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, that, again, that goes back to the trophy piece, which, to a certain extent, is objectifying women. You know, Correct. I, I'm, I'm going to be fair. But yeah. it still goes back to performance because it's just like, you know, when I go back to the crib, especially if you've gone off to school and you lived outside your hometown, when I come back, I got to put up numbers. I'm just saying, though, I mean, that's real. I mean, everybody, everybody who know, everybody who knows me knows that I'm a sneakerhead crazy. You know what I'm True. saying? So closet runs True. deep always. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, when you have that. And somebody hits you about the blue, like, yo, you still got those 11s from, you know, what I mean, 2012. Absolutely. But it's a trophy. It's a win because you have it. Not that you're trying to do anything with it. But I think we also have to acknowledge the fact that if you do have it, you got to be able to produce to keep it and keep it elevated in those types. So it all goes back to that ecosystem of performance, ecosystem of providing provision, those types of things that we lose sight of. But it, it all it all is ingrained in what we do and why we do it. Yo, you said something so um, so crazy a few minutes ago. Uh, you said that you don't do nothing that you feel like you're not good at. Correct. And I think that that's the majority of men in general. Um, and it's it, it go, all goes back to performance, but it, I feel like a lot of it has to do with praise as well. Mm-hmm. And men will immediately retreat from something if they feel like they're not good at it. Like if I and I went and I'll use this for life, like for people who talk about men who don't be there for their kids or anything like that. First of all, there's no reason or excuse for you to not be there for your kids. I don't know. Fact. I don't Stamp know. that. There's no excuse. Yeah. I, I'm not going to give you no excuse for not being there for your kids. A, a, a man. I know we talked about defining manhood a couple episodes ago, but you cannot call yourself a man if you created life that you don't sustain. Bro. Ooh, I don't care what your bars. reason it is. If you've created life and you don't sustain it, you're not a, you're not a man in any form or fashion. So let's make that clear. Um, and I stand on that, but I will say that there are a lot of men who have abandoned that fatherhood because they maybe felt like they weren't good at it. Maybe because they were getting criticism from the baby mama or whatever, they felt like they were failing at it. They're like, I'm not good at Mm -hmm. this thing, so I'm quitting it. Or I'm not good at this relationship, so I'm walking away from it. Or I'm not good at managing this woman, so I'm quitting it. Or I'm not good at this job or this profession, so I'm gonna quit. And it's, it's that constant circle of number one, needing to perform, looking for praise and i feel like in a lot of those situations if a a man had a go-ahead or an acknowledgement like even if he was failing or even if he wasn't doing well if he had someone else to be like yo you might not doing be doing good right now 
you know, but if you stick it out, you'll get to that point or like, or at least you tried or there's no, you know, it's that acknowledgement. And I feel like that's missing for a lot of men. And that's why we, you know, quit or fail or we may not stick with things that we should stick with because people are so quick to slap us with negativity, but they not willing to keep up. You keep us on the right track. I, I'm going to keep circling right, back because right. I feel like it's important, bro. Like all, all men of all ages, I'm 35 and there's still times where I like, look for that head nod from my dad in the stands that's like mm. yo you, you're a man out here like you're doing you're doing your thing like you're doing whatever and now i look at my son when we're when i'm at his sporting events and sometimes he can halfway play the game because he's so busy trying to make sure that i'm in the stands acknowledging what he's doing to say like oh you're doing a good job you're on the right track like sometimes he comes off the court and he plays basketball for those who don't know and he comes off the court, and the first thing he say to me is, "Did I do good? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, did I, how did I perform? How 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 did I whatever?" And it's like I didn't teach him that, but even at nine years old, he's caught on to the fact that number one, I'm expected to perform, and then number two, he needs that acknowledgement to even stay in the game. Right, bro. like to stay in the game, he needs me to say, "You're doing a good job," or whatever. So I, I think that. It's something that people feel like we shouldn't receive or shouldn't have, but if we don't get it, I feel like it 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 hurts us yeah. in the end because we need those sprints to be able to keep waking up every morning with the same type of urgencies that that you have to want to take care of your wife and take care of your kids and take care of all those things. Like, give me a give me a pat on the butt sometimes. Yeah, bro. help two, me stay in the game. Two points, real quick. I think for one, we have to um, acknowledge the fact that it's okay to take an L. And that's one thing in, in society that we have not learned as men and mm-hmm. just human beings in general. A lot of individuals just don't know how to take an L and bounce back from that. I've, and as I said on previous podcasts, I've always admired hustlers in a way how they get down. And I remember very distinctly uh, one of the one hustler that um, in Virginia that I was very cool with. At the end of the day, he was like, yo, if I lost everything today, I know I can bounce back and rebuild it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But we got to have that mentality that, yo, I'm going to take some L's. That's just life. You go take L's in life. Everything ain't going to be a win, but it's how you respond. Today, um, did an event for International Men's Day that's coming up at the end of the week. Um, and I appreciated the, the men who were present. But um, one of the guys who so poignantly stated, he was like, you know, circumstance doesn't showcase who you are as a man. It reveals who you are as a man. So at the end of the day, if you being revealed that you can't handle your handle, that you ain't handling your business, is how you respond in those times, not of praise, but when you down bad, when you don't have it all together, when you don't have the answers, can you be vulnerable? Can you be transparent? Can you do what you need to do to get back on track? Because that's going to reveal who you are as an individual and what you, how you are at the heart. What my man, Big Big Sean say, woke up in the morning, took an L and bounced back. Bounce nah, back, nah, 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 real nah, talk, nah, nah, real nah, talk. Nah, nah, bounce back, hey, big Sean. You do got to learn. You do. You. I think that is a uh, part of being a man as well. Learning how to take an L, and I think that a lot of men don't know how to take an L, um, because they know what comes with it. Hey, oh. man, I take my, I take, hey, I take my L's so, in stride, bro. Take my L's in stride. So, yo, man. that goes back to what I wanted to ask, and Lace brought this up earlier in regards <laughs> to toxic masculinity, and I'm about to ask a loaded question. Um, and then I'll double back after whoever answers wants to answer. What 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 is toxic masculinity? Hmm. Hmm. Hey, bro, don't get me to ask. And I just keep up with the men's <laughs> society. So basically, it's when you just uh, toxic is, is when you intentionally do stuff that you know is 
uh, damaging to another person, but you find humor in it. So I'll or say, pleasure, I'll humor or pleasure in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll use an example like uh, your girl make you mad. So why she not looking? You take all her earring back. <laughs> So that that's just being wear, petty. Can't wear earrings when she go out and stuff like that's that. That's just like, being I, petty. Okay. Oh, all, right, all right. Let me not say that. That's petty. Okay. Uh, what is? To- I'm not talking about what's being toxic. I'm saying the term is thrown around in in circles all the time. What is toxic masculinity? Now, my ideology or what's been explained to me is it is uh, cultural norms that basically say that. For men, the cultural norms that they go by is harmful to society or themselves. Correct. And, you know, you know, laced through that term out there. And I'm like, what my mind immediately went to was in John, you know, the story where it said one of the disciples laid his head on Jesus's chest. And it's just like, yo, that's, you know, that's kind of like an intimate thing to do. If you walked into Chili's and you saw a cat lean his head on another man's chest, you know, you probably gonna be like, hey, what's going on? You're going to go mind your business. But it's not <laughs> something that, you know. I'm just being real. It's not okay. I'll use the academic terms. It's not something that you no. Don't see use no academic straight... terms. Just barbershop talk, bro. Don't use no academic terms. Well, you bro. know, in the barbershop, you always got you know you got Sharif that you comes got, to the got, barbershop. Yeah, you got the one. You got the, you, you, got the, you got the one street philosopher. The one street philosopher. Uh, but no, to, Drumar, to, to, Doctor Drumar. Right. You, you, do, you do have you do have a point. You know, it's defined as the adherence to traditional male gender roles that consequently stigmatize and limit the emotions that we are able to share. So there are a couple terms. You know, toxic masculinity. Um, another term that is that's more relevant now is fragile masculinity. But essentially, it goes oh, back new. to this hyper masculinity um, and how we present this the social norms that have been presented to us and how we navigate and. And sometimes find ourselves contributing to that concept, um, good, bad, or indifferent. You know what I'm saying? So that's essentially what it boils down to, to Drew's point. So this is one this is what I'm gonna say, and it's a loaded statement. I treat the term toxic masculinity the same I do as black on black crime. I feel like it's made up. And mm. the reason I feel like it's made up is because black on black crime doesn't exist. Other ethnic groups kill each other at just equal rates or and more and so toxic masculinity i brought the, i referenced that scripture in john is because some theologians will argue that john had not been in the cultural norms that we have now so he felt comfortable enough or so, i don't know it's either john or simon peter comfortable enough to lay his head on another grown man's chest now we wouldn't do that if you're a cisgender straight male white or black or whatever so my point is is that this toxic masculinity exists because of men or it's a society that says, I can't express my emotions. I can't talk about my emotions. I can't take L's. I can only take wins. I got to have a bad girl. I got to have a six-figure job. I got to have 14 degrees, 50 years of experience. I got to have a house. I got to have a car. So it's just like people like to throw this term around about toxic masculinity, not even knowing that they are contributing to that same ideology by limiting me and putting me in a box. Bingo, you answered it. It's a both and. It's not an either or. It's a both mm-hmm. and. It's a both and. So you out here asking questions that you already know the answer to? Are you? Are you? Are he feeding you the people, man. He, he feeding the right people, now? man. He feeding the people. He feeding hey, the people. look, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I didn't know the technical definition of toxic masculinity, um, and the only time I've seen it or heard it really is when it's being used against men or weaponized Thank against you. men to Thank emasculate you. them Thank or you. to make them. Um, not appear manly. So if uh, I don't necessarily agree with the topic or a subject or an action, then now I have toxic, 
toxic masculinity or I'm fragile if I'm not going to let you manipulate me into feeling insecure by the fact that you try to disrespect me. Um, well, well, to your you point, know, Mel, by saying, by saying what you say. To your point, it's been weaponized, and that's the piece that that although it does exist, it's been weaponized to say that oh, we shouldn't be doing this, or we shouldn't be doing that. You can have an opinion; opinions are free. Everybody got one, but it's how it's applied to your day to day. I mean, I mean, we've been in situations where we walk into, um, you know, I mean, say for instance, a conference or something like that for the frat that we're a part of, and cats will be like, oh, that's mad gay. That's contributing to toxic masculinity. You know what I'm saying? Whether you know it or not, that's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? So we can contribute to something, but it's how it is weaponized against us um, that creates this division that, okay, now now if I don't agree with you or agree with what you, your uh, ideology, then I must not rock with you. No, nah, that ain't the case. I can have my opinion, but it just may not align with what you got going. And that's okay. We have to be okay with that, but we don't acknowledge it in that way. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with woke. Woke started off as a jerk, a joke on social media. Stay woke, and now it's become weaponized by you know, uh, right uh, right wing media. That oh for sure. If I don't agree with you, then now you know now I'm woke. Anybody that uses the term right wing media is woke. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's start off with that. Um, and then Drew been looking real ho-tappy lately, bro. He done got the beard. He done got the, the, the dreads with the koofy hair tie. He wear black. He uses black soaps and wear linens. I'm surprised he got on a white t-shirt tonight, to be quite honest with <laughs> you. I'm surprised he got on anything My white. brother, my brother, do you not know that the white t-shirt represents the cotton that our ancestors picked you back know in the day on the plantations, my brother? That's been Drew. That's been Drew for real. The snow was invented by the white man. The black man indoors. Hey, y'all want to stay asleep? I be trying to wake these cats up, but they don't want to hear the real. I tell them all the time. I take naps, hey, but I'm hey. woke, baby. I take naps, but I'm woke. Hey, we 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 running on time, man. Uh, I feel like this 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 conversation is has been good tonight, man. And it's you know there was there was a, obviously a lot of jokes, but there was a lot of truth in what what was being said tonight. But I definitely think that you know um, I would say to I would encourage the men to continue to do um, the right stuff, no matter if you get the praise or not. Mm. Um, and I only say that because I personally have always struggled with that. Um, specifically because I've kind of always felt like if, well, if I'm not going to get credit for doing the right thing or if I'm not going to be rewarded for doing the right thing, what's the point of doing the right thing? anyway? Mm. You know, why not just do what I want to do? You know, so um, I would encourage the men and I'm talking to myself when I say men to keep doing the right thing, to keep moving in that direction, whether you get the praise or not. Uh, the fruits of your labor will show up. Mm-hmm. It will benefit you in the end. Uh, and you'll just honestly just be better off. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, it looked like Lace was about to say something. I don't know if you agreeing with me. No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but it goes back to the premise of knowing who you are, being self-aware and not operating in your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, I tell cats all the time, look, my purpose can outrun you all day, every day, because I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know that I'm what I'm doing is right. It's spot on is what I'm called to do, et cetera. So if I know that I'm doing that accolades, praise, whatever naysayers that don't matter. You tune out the noise in that regard. Is it nice to receive it? Sure. It's cool to receive it, but I know I'm walking in what I'm supposed to because I am aware and I know what my purpose is. So I think that is the big piece to take away from your statement that you just made. You do right because right is what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Do good for goodness sake. 
That's it. You know and, what I mean? And I, I'm be honest with you. Sometimes my motivation is the negative reinforcement if I do do bad, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. eventually you will reap what you sow. It's gonna come Correct. back on you. It's Correct. gonna come back Correct. on you. Hey, Correct. the Bible says if you sow wind, you gonna reap a whirlwind. So that's real. real talk. Real talk, and I, I think you know. Uh, for uh, my last point, because I'm gonna be quiet. I've been talking a lot tonight, um, but so? again, I don't think so. You, you, you do right, and right will follow you. That's that's. I mean, that's just what it. I remember a church mother used to say that all the time since I was yay high. Do right, right will follow you, and that's just what it is. People feed into that. People know. Okay, I can go to you because I can count on you because you doing you handling your handle. You know what I mean? And, and we have to acknowledge the difference between um, taking an L. And um, not handling your handle in a way that is recognized. You can take an L and bounce back, but if you just truly not, out, if you out here just not doing what you need to do, that's harder to bounce back from than taking an L. True. Yeah, that's true. And to that's true. That's man, true. talking about taking L's, Mel, when you talking about your son earlier, first of all, thank you for uh, for taking us to a This Is Us episode and making us all cry <laughs> when you talking about that. <laughs> No, that was, was blackish right there, Troy. That was blackish, bro. Don't throw me in This Is Us. Hey, bro, bro it's some real strong black themes in This Is Us. Okay? It is, man. So is. I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. I've never watched the episode of This Is Us. Oh, bro. So I don't know what the what the scope Nor is. Have I'm not I. trying to be one of them people that's like, oh, I don't watch it because everybody else watch it. I've literally just never seen it. So I can't even relate to what you're okay. talking about right now. But what I was gonna say was, imagine if when that moment when your son turned to you and said, did I do good, dad? And you were truthful with him. Was like, no, nah, you didn't. But I love you anyway. <sighs> to love someone through the uh, through that whole concept, like that's one of the things that I think men we do miss is mm. that despite that you were striving for to do well, you didn't necessarily meet that that goal that you were trying to hit. But I saw your I saw your effort, and I love you anyway for right, for, for right. you putting in the effort. I, I your son might not be able to catch that concept right now, but I can only imagine the seed that it would plant that if you were to like just have that type of moment with them and stuff like that. Yeah. Hey Troy, I that was that was a real word that you just gave me and I'm gonna tell you this just so that you can understand how things go in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Why you start <laughs> smiling <laughs> with no. <laughs> If Miles, when Miles do that though, I have this thing, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. First of all, I'm not even a good liar, so I don't even try to lie. I'm not good at lying. That's why I just choose to shoot it straight with people because I can't lie. Um, I, I mean, I can if I try, but I'm not good sure. at it, so I just don't even. I don't even try to do it. But I, he probably would have cried if he asked me for that affirmation and I said that he didn't do well, mm-hmm. like if he didn't meet the mark. Mm-hmm. Because what my my opinion is so important to him. That no matter if I whisper it or yell it, it's going to affect his, Correct. you know, his, his feeling. And I still tell him the truth, you know, because I, I want him to know the truth. And then sometimes I'm like, yo, no, you didn't do good. But this is what we can do to help, you know, help you get better. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, you didn't really meet the mark right now. And I'm telling you that, but it's something that that we can fix. And sometimes he do do good, you know, um, but I, I, de- I definitely feel that 100 percent, and i and i feel where you're coming from with that but i, I just know that he he personally probably would have cried if i said no you didn't do hey, good. <laughs> but hey bro <laughs> he i'm not sure if you realize that but when you said hey you didn't but we can work on it 
Bro, I wish somebody would have said something to me like that back in the day, bro. Mm-hmm. Because it actually meant that you cared enough to help me get better as an as right. an individual. Despite bro. despite me performing, so you literally breaking the cycles that you talked about. Mm. I, Unbeknownst to you, tonight, Unbeknownst bro. to you, to be humorous, yo. Y'all getting y'all? We having therapy tonight, bro. Yo, that's real, man. We, open, that's we, real. we closing. We knocking down walls. Yeah, There's man. So yeah. many life walls. <laughs> Pause. I had to say pause. There's bro. so <laughs> many life lessons that can be learned through the relationship of a parent with their child. Absolutely. And and it go and I, I believe that the parent and child relationship reflects so much of our relation our adult relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um in so many ways. And so uh in our experiences with life. And I, I, to, to piggyback off of that, Troy, we ain't going to get into a sermon tonight, but I, I truly believe that that is a part of our faith based system and how we navigate that. Because if you believe in what I believe, we already know we're not going to meet the mark, but yet we strive, we strive to meet the mark. So it's one of those things where if I know it coming into it, I'm not going to succeed at meeting the mark, but everything that I'm doing to try to get there contributes mm-hmm. to that. That's the same thing in how we navigate our relationships, you know, regardless of what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to acknowledge that for one. And a lot of times the way society has um, has been built, we're, you know, we're kind of made to accept those L's in a way that don't contribute to the greater good. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of saying, OK, no, nah, I didn't meet the mark, but it's OK. I'm going to bounce back and I'm going to do what I got to do mm-hmm. to get better. And it's about getting better. Not, you know, we're striving for, but we ain't there. Yeah. Hey, bro, I've uh, been in plenty of instances where I feel like just what Troy said, where I wish somebody would have said like, oh, you missed the mark, but we going we gonna to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel like that's always been my experience personally. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's because I'm usually more uh, passionate about my life and more outspoken. So then people are more like maybe relish in my failures or when I take an L it's more like finally this now you can be quiet or something like that whereas I feel like this this uh this beat down but I used to always as a person now that I've gotten older I've grown grown to kind of like correction and feedback Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where I I would much rather somebody tell me the right way to do something Mm -hmm. and tell me where I went wrong you know and I can actually take it and learn from it and build because before I really didn't take criticism too well because I always felt like it was coming from uh, people who had invested no time into me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I say that, it's like no time into helping grow me or build me or anything like that, which is probably why I got to the point where I just didn't care about people's opinions or thoughts of me. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I still believe that. Like, I have a very short list of people whose opinion that matter to me. And if you're not on that list outside of that, I don't care what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing that you could say, you know, to impact me or whatever. But I remember being younger and I used to always get reprimanded. I used to always felt like I was getting punished harder than everybody else. Like, why you ain't why you ain't talking to them the way you talk to me? Yeah. Or like, how come when I do it is this big thing and it's, you know, whatever. And it was always spoken to me like, oh, well, you know, I expect more from you. And I, if this, you, you're stronger than this person. Or, you know, when you're in your house and you got younger siblings, like, well, you're the oldest. So I expect you to do, mm-hmm. you know, differently. And it's like, <clears throat> Why is it like that for me? You know, like why? I, and it took me forever to kind of, I don't even want to say understand it because I still don't understand it, but it took me a long time to make peace with it. And I had got to the point where I was, 
I had started instituting rules, like and stuff like that. Like, no, I'm being dead serious, bro. Like, I'm I'm instituting rules because I would, for example, I used to be one of those people who's like, yo, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. I would just do it. I would just do an act. I ain't asking for permission. I don't want nobody telling me what to do. I'm gonna do what I do, and it's gonna be that. And then people would start trying to correct me or say whatever to me and this and that. So then I was like, all right, well, maybe if I seek advice first or get counsel from, you know, and I'm talking about men, I would talk to mentors or my dad or somebody like that. Like maybe if I get advice from them first before I act, it'll be different. Mm -hmm. Well, then I started asking people for advice ahead of time and they either wouldn't give me the answer or they didn't have nothing to offer me and have me figure it out for myself. And then I would go off and do something or make a decision Mm -hmm. and then they would try to beat me. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, or punish me or, you know, all that type of stuff. And I was, I was got to the point where I was like, yo, if you don't got nothing for me, you ain't got nothing for me. Mm -hmm. You know, if that, if that makes sense, like if I come to you and I, and I ask you for your wisdom and your counsel and your advice, if you don't give me nothing right then and there, you ain't got no license to say to me, anything about how it turns out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel that's me real. And, uh, that's real that's real so i'm just like yo if you don't got nothing for me you don't got nothing for me uh so i i still kind of feel like that was in a way me looking for some sort of acknowledgement though mm-hmm. like some sort of praise or like some sort of acknowledgement like yes this is the right decision or yes you know you're doing the right thing or you know just still looking for you know, for all these aff- affirmations. So I've been really, like, really getting into this lately, like, trying to figure out, like, where, what areas am I really, you know, doing this? And how much value do I hold in my personal performance? You know, how much weight does it hold for me, too? Because I'm looking at it like I shouldn't have to perform in order to receive, you know, love and appreciation. Yeah. But I kind of understand that I have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just do it anyway, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out what what all those areas look like, man. So I, I, I know that I can't be the only one that, you know, deals with this or feels like it. That's that's why. Not I at all, bro. Not you at are, all. Yeah, you yeah. are. You're not in that boat by yourself. Hey, man. But as always, yo, great conversation, man. I appreciate it. We had a lot of laughs tonight, but a lot of a lot of good information that that came from tonight as well, man. And like, as always, you know, like I said earlier, I would just encourage the men. Stay on the right track, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You're not out there by yourself, man. Eventually, it will work out. You know, all all good things do uh, come to those who wait. You know, continue to do what you're supposed to do. You know, whether you get the pat on the butt or not. Until next time, we out. Peace. All right. <laughs>